Hello and welcome to another installment of Bar Talk Podcast, bringing you everything you need to know about law via discussions, interviews, and news updates. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Omaha Bar Association Bar Talk podcast. I'm Dave Summers, Executive Director of the Omaha Bar Association, and this is a special Law Day edition of the Bar Talk podcast. I'm here with Linda Henningsen of the Daily Record, the legal publication for all your legal needs here in Omaha, and been around since 1886. Just a little bit younger than the 1875 (laughs) Omaha Bar Association. Linda, you are here today because you are one of our two recipients of the Omaha Bar Association Public Service Award for 2019 that we'll be presenting to you at the Law Day Lunch on May 1st at the Omaha Marriott in Regency for those of you wanting to attend. Uh, Linda, congratulations on your award. Thank you, Dave. I'm excited. It was, it's really nice. It's a really nice award. I'm um, pleased and excited to receive it. It means a lot to me. And for those on the podcast that aren't aware of the criteria of the award, I, I should mention those, which really the work that you do here at the Daily Record and elsewhere, it, you're right on cue with meeting all the, the criteria, which are um, service to the public, um, educating the public on legal issues and their rights under the law and doing it um, out of the kindness of your heart and not for making a bunch of money millions and millions of dollars and so as the Omaha Bar Association has had a very long and and great relationship with the Daily Record your work both with the Daily Record and individually hit all the criteria it was it was a no-brainer we're so happy to have you um, be a recipient of the award and um, look forward to, to celebrating on May 1st, Law Day. Um, I guess my first question before we get into anything else, Law Day, the Daily Record and you have had a long uh, history of, of helping out and being a part of Law Day. Uh, you want to talk a little bit about what you do for Law Day? Oh my gosh, I, and I'm trying to think how long that goes back. At least 25, 30 years, I think, mm-hmm. when I look back at some of the older issues. And it's kind of evolved over the years where we're, you know, kind of doing more and more. Last year we changed it up a little bit. I um, think we're changing it up a little bit again this year. And basically it's, you know, we take the Law Day theme from the American Bar Association and try to make it relevant locally here. And then, of course, you know, we want to make sure we cover the recipients that are getting awards from the Omaha Bar and put that information in there. But it's really just kind of a a good faith effort to do something every year to recognize what really May 1st is, Mm -hmm. which is Law Day, and to keep that in the forefront. I think especially this year, it's really important that we try to do our, we're just trying to do our part with that. And I know that the the topic this year, the theme rather, is free speech, free press, free society. But obviously that 
uh, is a great theme to have with you as a recipient too. That that uh, makes a lot of sense. Also, you know, the history of Laude going back to the Eisenhower administration nationally, this celebration of the rule of law and a celebration of how attorneys and the legal profession, so many good things come out of the legal profession. They do a lot. And actually, the, you know, the greatest joy I've gotten with working at the Daily Record is really seeing what the legal community does for our community. And I just don't think a lot of people really understand that. And, you know, I, I squash the lawyer jokes because people know now, don't even say that to me, <laughs> because they know I'm just going to give my opinion, which is um, very pro-attorney, pro-lawyer, because when you think back, they're really, when you talk about the rule of law, they are the people who make sure that it's followed. Mm -hmm. And like with any profession, there's some good and bad or whatever, but the legal community in Omaha, we are very lucky on so many levels, so many levels with our police department, our sheriff's department, the, the courts and what the courts do. And all those, in all those entities, there are lawyers. Mm -hmm. And we're just very lucky that we live in the community we live in. Absolutely. And I guess I should mention uh, the original Law Day recipient, uh, or the original Public Service Award recipient for this award was the Daily Record back in 1986. And so uh, we are coming coming back around after yeah. a few decades. So. Yeah, it has been. <laughs> I, I'm trying to remember, Was I don't know if it was at the Daily Record or was it Ron? R Ron? Ron got it in the 90s, yeah. Okay, Ron, yeah. Ron, Ron uh, was a recipient as well. So so I guess this is our third uh, thank you to, to all that you, you do and the Daily Record does. Yeah. <laughs> um, so in addition to your running the Daily Record, you also have been very active in the Omaha Legal Professionals Association. Mm -hmm. And can you talk a bit about what you've done with them? Well, um, it's the same type of, you know, when you meet good people, you want to stay involved with an organization. And I have found the Omaha Legal Professionals Association. I really didn't know that much about it until I got involved. And I met some good people and who I respect a great deal. And then I started seeing what they do in the community. And I just joined, wanted to become a member. And a few years ago, I served as president for two years and um, enjoyed that. I think like with any organization, there's always um, opportunities for growth. And I can really see that with OLPA. And uh, so I think there's going to be some growth there that you'll see in the next year or two. Mm -hmm. um, and I know we have a great relationship with the Omaha Bar, for which I know all the OPA members are very appreciative of. So, and it's really what it is, is, you know, we have a lot of really good legal professionals, but this group is, uh, you might not have that degree to be a paralegal, mm -hmm. or you might not have to be agreed to, to be an administrator in a law firm. But we have a lot of people that work in the legal community and that need that networking opportunity and need to hear good programs. And this is that type of organization that you can become a member mm -hmm. of that and get some good educational opportunities, meet some great people, like I say, and do some good things for, for 
actually all different kinds of um, agencies in uh, the Omaha area. I mean, we do things for um, women who are going into the legal profession with clothing, dryers, and things like that. Geez, when we had floods down in Texas, we we're going to be doing something for the floods here in Omaha, but we raised money just one night. It was like $300 to send down to Texas, mm -hmm. just the generosity of our members. And so we try to look at just doing things like, like the Omaha community does for everybody, and we just want to be a part of that. It can be a really powerful group when you have attorneys and um, paralegals and legal assistants and administrators, and you have the entire community in one organization. And I think, you know, you kind of hit it a little bit that you, you have these different groups that maybe are kind of spread out. You have the attorneys over here, you know, you have the, the paralegals over here, the administrators over here. But, but being open to all members of the community, the wide net can really get a lot done. It, it's just one of those powerful groups when you can look at all those different aspects and, and sort of help e everyone in the community come together. So I appreciate that. And, I'm a member myself. <laughs> so you are, yeah. Dan. We appreciate that. <laughs> um, now, one other thing that you've you've been doing for the past few years that I think also hits uh, home on the um, the award is your work with human trafficking awareness. Mm -hmm. And can you talk a bit about that? Um, I, I, I sure I would love to. And this is the. Um, Hotel Motel uh, Coalition, and started out with that. There's some really good people on that, um, just to bring awareness um, to actually what's happening here in Omaha that a lot of people don't. I don't. I I don't think they really think it happens here in Omaha. Right. But it does, and actually, you will see a rise in that during the College World Series and the Berkshire Hathaway event. And it, it, people have, when I first joined, and it was an attorney who asked me to, and uh, they're a really group of, of great people, and it's it's grown considerably, and they've done a fantastic job. I know they're into Des Moines, I mean, excuse me, uh, the Iowa area also. But people would say to me, well, you know, you know, it's a prostitute and you know you just pay for that and I in my response to them most of these young women get involved 12 13 14 years of age and at 12 13 14 years of age did you know then that you said oh I want to be a prostitute no you know and that they get in that situation and then and it's just really hard to get out it's just really hard to get out and through the coalition and other entities in Nebraska that have helped us. And actually, the Attorney General for Nebraska has done, he really put it on the map for Nebraska with the laws that he's passed. And he's done so much. And it has really helped a lot. And because of that, and even on the national level, with some of the laws that have been passed, I think people are looking at it differently. And I know I was, um, everybody, and everybody thinks it's downtown Omaha, and it's not downtown Omaha. I was out in Millard, 
one Saturday and I saw this young woman standing there uh, with a sign uh, with her head down and um, for some reason it just hit me and I honestly thought this young girl's being trafficked and it bothered me went around the block came back looked again it was just the way she was standing there I thought she doesn't want to be here she isn't begging for money or anything so first time in my life I thought you know I'm going to be proactive on this and I called 911 and I said this could be she just could be there because she wants to be I don't know but she could be there because she doesn't want to be mm-hmm. and could you send somebody just to have a conversation with her and um, and they said they would and I think they did mm-hmm. my main concern was that maybe this is an opportunity to help somebody if, if that was her choice that's her choice but it only takes one person to kind of reach out and care to make them realize that there is help out there they can protect you and you don't have to live like this I hope that the recent news about the owner of the Patriots oh, um, I know. being uh, <laughs> arrested in the sting in South Florida can can bring the issue to national attention and, mm-hmm. and I I hope it, it's doing that um, because you're right that I don't I don't think people realize what's going on right here yeah and how don't don't turn a, a blind eye to what's going on during College World Series Berkshire Hathaway when those things are happening more than any other time during the year yeah and you uh, see it but I will say this um, the College World Series the NCAA the last two years has really opened their eyes to it before when we wanted to hand out flyers and stuff and now we don't want that negative connotation mm-hmm. around the college world series and everything like that now they're being proactive mm-hmm. so I see great improvement in that area and uh, that's that's exciting that's exciting absolutely um, Linda we've we've sort of jumped into it but if I could for the listeners on the podcast uh, could you could you kind of give us the the uh, the early history of, of your life, uh, born and raised, and all that? Well, I'm a proud South Omaha girl. <laughs> <laughs> um, I went to South High, and to this day, I can be in a conversation with pretty much anybody in a group setting if you talk to them long enough. There's somehow some... Uh, way you can connect to South High or knew somebody at South High and uh, I'm very proud of that when I went there many years ago it was an immigrant community Mm -hmm. of uh, blue-collar people and I've seen it change and develop over the years it's still an immigrant community Mm -hmm. immigrants from different countries but that whole area is is vital and alive, and I'm excited to see where those immigrants that are living in that area now, how they will be shaping the future of, of Omaha in the future. Um, I have a lot of pride in South Omaha and, and the school, and 
I'm proud to say that I'm what we used to call a South O girl, South O boy. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, you know, I uh, went there, and um, it was kind of funny. I uh, wanted to be a dental assistant. Went to school for that because at that time you were either a nurse or secretary or whatever. You had three choices. And um, I met a guy named Ron Henningsen and started working out in the public defender's office. Now, this goes back a ways. Frank Morrison, <laughs> Tom Kenny, and I think there were 13 public defenders in that office at the time. That's a much smaller office than it much is now. Much smaller office. <laughs> and I look back at those attorneys and the way they handle themselves, and even the county attorney's office at the time, same time, about the same number of people, and how many of those attorneys have really risen to become judges and leaders in the community. Those two offices, I think, are great training grounds for attorneys. Yeah. Um, anyway, so I got a job in the public defender's office and worked there for a couple years, and... Um, Ended up getting married, raising my kids, and I came to work. I did volunteer work a lot and did work part-time as the dental assistant for a while. Anyway, I ended up uh, coming down here at the Daily Record in the 1990s mm-hmm. and been here ever since, and I've enjoyed it a lot. I really have. So give us a peek behind the doors here. What's it like to run a newspaper on a day-to-day basis? Well, you hope the electricity doesn't go out. <laughs> you hope your internet is up and running. <laughs> and you hope that if something breaks down, you have a backup. And you really like it when everybody comes to work every day. Is, is there like a crunch period or kind of the golden hour of, all right, we're, we we got to start these presses. We, we need to get that last thing in here. Is there is there sort of, I should never call during this time of the day because you guys are all... Well, we, yeah, we kind of have a schedule of what we need to have done by this time and done by this time and done by this time in order to be out of here by five. Yeah. And sometimes, I think especially for newer people, that's kind of a struggle because they, they just kind of have to learn that if you don't get your stuff done by 11, then so-and-so's not going to get their stuff done by three, and they're not going to be happy when everybody's staying because you didn't get your stuff done. Mm-hmm. So, but I've got a great staff, and they work really hard. I remember one day about, I think it was eight years ago, I remember I walked in and just noticed something wasn't quite right, and I saw a bunch of glass on the floor. I thought, what's that? And the blinds were closed, and then I looked around, and all the computers were gone. Ooh. And... I thought, okay, <laughs> um, called the police. I said, okay, I'm on my way to Nebraska Furniture Mart to buy some computers. Got to get the paper out. Got to get the paper out. <laughs> and it didn't look very good, but we had a p- paper out at 6.30 that night. Mm. Wow. And that's what you call teamwork. Yeah. Yeah. And um, with the support that you've had um, with organizations, I mean, we've talked about so many, but the long-standing support that you've had of the Barristers Club <laughs> is something, I, I like the chuckle, because that's what it's all about uh, with the Barristers Club. It's about having fun. <laughs> but um, can, can you speak to that a little bit and, and why that's such an important thing? Well, 
It was an important thing to Rob. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I can't remember who came to him many years ago. And those of you who are more seasoned attorneys will know what I'm talking about. But somebody came to him because they were in dire financial trouble. Mm-hmm. And Ron, being Ron, I'll help you. <laughs> <laughs> and he did. And I think um, they all appreciated it. And I think they still appreciate it. And it's just a place for them to come when they have their meetings and they can relax and you know Ron used to oh my gosh he used to cook all this food and everything else and (laughs) it was just I said you know what after he passed I thought okay you can still come here we can still do this but it's not going to be like that (laughs) and uh, then he started the um, steak fry and uh, gosh I'm going back uh, some of uh, your listeners will remember Angie's restaurant and you know they used to do the catering and of course Ron was there almost every day working with Barney Bonafide as a matter of fact that was his name and when we when they closed and we started going somewhere else we would get comments from a few attorneys how the stakes weren't as big as they used to be For the low, low price of, it's covered. (laughs) Yeah, for the low price of, hey, it's free. (laughs) (laughs) And and for for those of you um, that that aren't aware, so the steak fry happens every summer, um, kind of the middle or or later part of the summer usually, um, and everyone is invited to that, and then the Barrister's Christmas Party, which is a kind of SNL-style sketch um, comedy roast, um, which is the most fun I've ever had in the city of Omaha. That's that's always a good time as well. Um, and I think, I mean, the Barristers goes back or long, 20, 20s? I, I have the list somewhere, but it's it 1930s back, or something. Yeah, and, yeah. and fortunately, I will honestly say, I, I do kind of think because of the Daily Record, it continues. Mm-hmm. I, I think if it wasn't for the Daily Record, it probably would have fallen apart. Yeah. And... Um, and if you look back at the list of past presidents, they're kind of like a who's who. Absolutely, yeah. They're uh, heads of law firms. They're, you know, in the legislature. They're elected officials. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of fun to see where those people have ended up. And um, Although some of them have lost their, um, had their funny bone removed, as Bill Burkle, past president, likes to say. that. He's <laughs> funny. <laughs> Yeah. Well, Joe Battalion hasn't lost his. <laughs> right, exactly. He makes up for those who have. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, what else do I have? I'm going to have to cut this out, but I, I don't know. What, what are you passionate about? We've talked about all the things that you do that make you a good recipient for the ward and for um, the legal community, but... What, what passions do you have outside of your work and your volunteering in the community? What what else makes you you, Linda? What? Well, it's changed over the years. You know, you go through different stages of your life. And I would say currently, at this stage in my life, like a lot of people my age, it's my grandchildren. They live in Denver, and I don't see them enough. 
I wanted to see them more. But I, I kind of relate to it when I saw my kids grow up. I just think it's exciting to watch children or young adults grow and the things that they experience. But I also think it's good that they know where they come from and to tell those stories so they can pass those along. So spending time with them is very, very important to me. I have a great group of women friends that I do things with and honestly I don't know what I do without them. I and they're from all stages of my life and it takes work to nurture those relationships but um, I, I just I treasure them so very much going to the playhouse tonight as a matter of fact with uh, some people who um, have been friends for a long time. Mm -hmm. And so there's that. And what I just enjoy as far as, you know, just little things that I don't really have a hobby other than I love gardening. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so I go to Lords and Gardens a lot. And I just love nature. I wake up every morning. I know this is going to sound kind of corny, but, if I see, you know, finally I'm starting to see some blue sky, so that makes me happy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, um... Nature uh, makes things real for me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Anyth anything else for the for the sake of the podcast? Just that I really appreciate uh, this award, and I know when the Daily Record got it and Ron got it, um, it meant a lot to them. I tend to want to talk about other people getting awards, um, but I thought about it and I thought at this point in my life this is really nice to receive it and I'm very grateful to the committee and I hope that they will think that I'm a worthy recipient well, abs absolutely there's no no doubt um, in our minds and um, I guess I'm speaking for the committee now but uh, <laughs> you've you've just done so much and uh, we are very very happy and and honored to have you as the recipient and um, just really looking forward to enjoying the, the Lotte celebration, having you there and making a special moment. Thank you so much for sitting down with me and, and going through a stroll down memory lane. And um, we look forward to seeing what, what lies ahead for the Daily Record and for you. Thank you. Thanks, Dave. Appreciate it.